Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to Stocking the Box. Carm is muted because technology not helping him uh, on this Tuesday, March 15th. Uh, we have a lot to get to. NFL free agency. Deshaun Watson, his situation, which is rapidly evolving uh, as we're talking, right? The Atlanta Falcons suddenly involved. We'll get Carm back here in a second. For those of you who are watching, for those of you who are listening, we may either edit out the fact that Carm can't figure out how to use technology or we might shame him with this. Either way, it's a good time. But look, there's a lot to get to. Obviously, free agency started yesterday. We're going to touch on some winners and some losers. We're going to touch on the AFC West arms race, which has been wild. We're going to touch on Jacksonville, which is seemingly trying to sign a brand new team over the over the last 24 hours. So all kinds of things to touch on. Carm, can we hear you now? I sure hope so, Matt. Can there I, we go. Di- right. Hi, buddy. Hi, buddy. I, I, I apologize. Good to be here. A lot of fun yesterday in the three-hour extravaganza. Uh, we have not I, – I want to check in on you. I, I know you did a, a, a Twitter thingy last night, the old uh, – Ver- Yeah, yeah, Verderam late night. I I, uh, I was watching the Bulls and the Sacramento Kings, so I didn't – I didn't oh double God. watch. It was a big game last night, buddy. But uh, how you feeling? Chavarius Ward leaving? I mean, history, interceptions. You're you you. I mean, are you are you thinking back to D Ford? Are you reliving that nightmare? Uh, anything like that going on in your head? No, so I think for Chavarius Ward, I mean, he he got paid. Uh, you know, the Chiefs were in on him. They wanted him back. I think he got paid maybe a little bit more than their expectation was, and 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 he moves on. And good for him. He gets a nice deal with San Francisco. He'll be good there. He'll help the 49ers out. Um, he's a good corner. He's a good, solid corner. You know, low end one, high end two, but a good player. Um, and he really stepped up last year when the Chiefs needed him to be a number one for a lot of the year. And he played against guys like CeeDee Lamb and Jamar Chase. And, you know, some games there were some mixed results like Chase and whatnot. But even in that game where Chase went nuts, I thought Ward actually played really well. There's just nothing he could really do about it. He was great against Lamb, who they basically left him on an island with. So, Good on him. Um, it was an interesting night, you know, from a Chiefs perspective, and obviously we're not just going to sit here and talk Chiefs all, all, all show, but um, Justin Reed to the Chiefs, which closes the door essentially, you would think, on Tyron Matthew. Yep. Um, I got to say, it's a weird thing. because Look, Tyron Matthew deserves all the credit in the world. I think he's the best free agent signing they've ever had. Um, I also think the Chiefs made the right decision. I do. I think Justin Reed's a really good player. He's five years younger than him. Brings all the intangibles. Everything you've ever heard about Justin Reed is what a quality guy he is. Like, I actually think in a lot of ways it makes them makes them smart for what they did. Um, even though you're walking away from a guy who I think is probably gonna end up in the Hall of Fame. I mean, is this just an age thing? Reed twenty five, Matthew thirty, long term deal. Rather put it on a twenty five year old dude, twenty million guaranteed. I mean, if if they're both the same age, do you think they make the same decision? No, no. Um, but I, I think you've got to factor in. Look, I mean, Reed is 25. He just turned 25 years old. Tyron Matthew turns 30 in a few months. I think there's a concern of, look, how, how healthy is he going to stay? Um, not to say that he can't, right? But uh, I, th- I think there's always that concern um, that, you know, when you get into your 30s, um, you know, are you, are you going to be able to – play 17 games 
are you going to be able to do it at the level that you need to to justify what is probably going to be, let's face it, a, a pretty decent contract. And I think with Justin Reed, three years, $30 million, he's been he's been pretty durable. He's missed eight games over four years, four of them last year. He's been a really good player and on a really bad team for the most part. So I think for KC, um, it, it's an easy decision to sign him at three years, $30 million. Not to say it's easy to move on from Tyron Matthew. I don't think it is, but I think it's easier to make that that decision to bring in a younger, at this point, more athletic player. I, I, you know how I am, Verderam. I'm one of the most loyal guys going. So when when someone like Tyron Matthews, been a winner both on and off the field, cannot be argued. Tip of the cap, great career in Kansas City. You called him one of the best free agents, if not, I think you said the best free agent signing the Chiefs have ever had. Yeah, the best. He is. I, I see but, people argue with Priest Holmes. Like I love Priest Holmes. There is no no way. Like Tyron Matthew was a captain of a Super Bowl team. <laughs> Come yeah, on, right? And so. It just seemed like they weren't bringing him back no matter what. This wasn't like, oh, all of a sudden, here, here's a guy being available, um, you know, in in Justin Reed. It's like, okay, let's go get Justin Reed, and and now, unfortunately, we'll move on from Matthew. It's like they were moving on regardless, which is – I think I think they – look, I was, I was told a week ago, and I reported this, that if, if the market had shaken out in a way where his price tag came down to a point that – they felt good about it. Yeah, they would have gone for it. But usually when you feel that way, like, the guy's gone. And he was gone in this case. They saw a guy they could replace him with for probably less per year who's younger. And I always call those things like the Belich- Belichick move because Belichick was famous for that. I mean, where they would just move on from guys. But listen, we we don't have to sit here and just talk Chiefs. There's no. a lot to get to, but. You know, it is what it is. Would you like I to? Was a good move. I, I, I just thought we would do that before you wanted to wax poetic about Aaron Rodgers and his official 100. I'm not, I'm not getting into Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I don't care. I, I, you know what? They're paying him a fortune. They better hope he stays good. If he doesn't, they're going to stink. Um, and by the way, because I did tweet out, if you have questions, ask away. Joe jumped in the chat real quick and just asked, do I think Casey would be interested in Miles Jack or what other corners be fit? I do not think they'll be in on Miles Jack. They usually only play two linebackers, and they have game Bolton. I mean, you could could I be wrong? Sure. I don't think they're going after Miles Jack. Um, a corner, Levi Wallace out of Buffalo is interesting. Stephon Gilmore is interesting out of Carolina. Um, we'll see. They've never made huge investments in corners under Veach. So they have scouted very well. They've done a really good job of finding guys day two, day three. Dante Jackson's a good call. Yep, he's a good corner. Uh, there's some guys out there. There's still there's still a decent amount of corners out there that are like tier two guys. So if they want to sign one, they will. Um, Kyle Fuller. There, uh, there, yeah, there's. A, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of names out there that I think make some sense for the Chiefs corner. So you sweating? Can not is are you? And do you think more importantly, Kansas City is? Uh, whoa, look at you, Chargers, Khalil Mack, and now we're gonna go get the top free agent out there, best cornerback on the market, J.C. Jackson, five year, eighty two and a half million, forty guaranteed. Uh, the, 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 you got to hand it to the Chargers. We got oh, just yeah. we got Justin Herbert on a rookie deal. We're this is our best time to go all in. We got it right in the draft, and we're gonna pay him, but we don't have to pay him now. So let's see if we can squeeze out a Super Bowl before we have to pay the big money and figure that the whole thing out. So here we go, J.C. Jackson. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, listen. I think uh, Jackson was one of my five favorite contracts of the day and normally i don't feel that way i don't there are some people out there who just love every contract that's huge i don't feel that way in fact a lot of times i think the biggest contracts are so stupid okay that contract to me is a very very good contract i thought he's gonna get more than that so good on him five years eight two and a half like you said the structure's solid the chargers really are only into it for like three years um and i i think look, he was to me the best corner on the market by a wide margin and he now joins Asante Samuel Jr. and Derwin James in that secondary. And as you mentioned, they have Mac to go with Bosa. And we talked about Mac yesterday. I think we both feel the same way, right? Like, Mac's good at this point. He's not great. Um, but he's better than who was playing across from Bosa last year. He, I, go ahead. Let me, just, let me just throw in there. He might be terrible. Uh, there, he's coming off a major foot injury slash surgery. It's a big roll of the dice, but... High upside if he is healthy. 
So I, I'm not. I I don't. I think I think that one to me is huge upside, and 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 the floor is unknown. I think I asked you this yesterday, but I'll repeat it because it's a different show. Do you think the Chargers are better than the Broncos right now? I do. Okay. I absolutely do. I do too. But here, so here's where I fall on the Chargers. I love what the Chargers have done. I'm a huge Herbert guy. I think their roster, player for player, is close to, if not as talented as Kansas City's. Like they they have guys all over the place. If there's one big difference, I do think their offensive line is not good and Chiefs is. That that's probably one big difference. Although Slater's excellent and Lindsley's very good as well. My thing with the Chargers is I like when I'm looking, I'm trying to handicap the division, which by the way, they're still well behind the Broncos as the as the third team in the AFC in, in Vegas books. Um, which is interesting to me. I I like them a lot talent-wise, but it feels like we do this every year with them. Where it's like, look at what they've done. Look how talented they are. And then they win eight games. I, I, I just wonder with them. Like I know with the Chiefs that if they're healthy, they're winning twelve or thirteen games. They just are. They do it every year. They're loaded up. You know what you're getting. Like I, I know they're going to win games. With the Chargers, if you said to me they're going to go thirteen and four, I, I could absolutely see it. I could also sit there and see them going nine and eight and everybody's going, how? Like, how did that? The other concern I have to Chargers, and it, it has to be said, they have a lot of guys on the team with injury concerns. A lot of them. Bosa gets hurt all the time. Derwin James is hurt all the time. Santi Samuel had multiple concussions last year. And I love Samuel as a player, but he was hurt last year. Eckler got hurt last year, which, to be fair, usually he does not. That was actually more of a, an anomaly for him. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both have injury histories. Like they, they just there, that is a concern for me. Mac obviously coming off of the, the foot injuries you mentioned. Like I could see them winning 13 games. I could also see a scenario where it's week eight next year and six of these guys are on the shelf because they're on the shelf all the time. I I I hate to go with the injury thing. I and I think by the way, I think they're going to be very good. But there are pitfalls with the Chargers. I also don't know what to say about Staley. So there's just a lot of Unknown. Is Lucas playing with us in the chat? You know, I am checking Twitter because Lucas is always uh, on the money here, saying that now Randy Gregory. Uh, he's yeah, yeah, he's right. Apparently, according to Mike Garofalo, I know people listening to this are already aware of this. Randy Gregory pulling a U-turn. He's agreeing to terms with the Broncos. That is by Vic Lombardi. Cowboys deal fell apart. Okay. Wow. That's super interesting because it was reported yesterday, five years, 70 million with Dallas and Randy Gregory, as we all know, I think big time issues off the field, the Cowboys stuck by him and he paid off, which was actually one of the Jerry Jones's more beautiful things. I mean, this dude missed two, two plus seasons with problems off the field, and that's not to throw shade at anyone because there's a lot of people in this world that deal with substance issues. I'm not here to cast judgment on it. But they stuck with him, and he came around, and now headed off to Denver, that just feels off. But whatever. Yeah. First of all, good on him for working through his issues, okay? And hopefully they're behind him. From a football standpoint, and obviously we don't know what the deal is with Denver, although I would assume it's more than five years, $70 million, based off of the fact he backed out of the Cowboys deal. I do not understand why he's getting paid that amount of money. And I felt and, – and I was just talking about this with somebody at, at fan-sided. Like, I don't understand why. Would you like to take a guess at how many career sacks Randy Gregory has? 14? 16 and a half. He's, yeah, I – It's like – why? Why are you pay- like? Like Hassan Reddick got three and forty-five yesterday, and had has more sacks than that almost in just last year than Randy. And, and uh, listen, this isn't like a you know crap on. Den- I actually I, I give Denver a lot of credit for what they've done. I think they did a nice job yesterday with with DJ Jones, who's a run stuffing defensive tackle. Okay, I think they they did a nice job. Obviously, landing Wilson. I've I've been on the side that they won that trade. This one, I don't, I don't get this. You're paying that much money 
For for what? I mean, with all due respect, like his six, he's never had more than six or six and a half sacks in a year. Like you're also making a big gamble on a guy. I don't, I don't know, man. I mean right. that that contract, like I, that listen, one, I I can't I can't get into. I mean, I I'm just you know this is not a courtroom, so we can speculate. I do wonder, like when he sat down to actually put pen to paper, what kind of conditions the Cowboys were putting on the deal that might have soured Randy, and he and or his agent, his and the Randy Gregory team, and they just. Said, all right, hey, we appreciate it, but we're not, we're not, we're not putting, we're not doing that. So, I don't know, Denver buyer beware. That's all that I hope it works out for both Randy and the Broncos. I'm rooting for him. I am the, as well. I am as well. Um, but man, I, I gotta tell you, I mean, there have been a few contract, a few contracts I have not loved. Um, yeah, what's your number one not lover? Christian Kirk that I mean that now that contract now I think there's probably a ton of fluff in that but the other one might be Jay Jones so we'll get to the Jags here momentarily the Randy Gregory I don't I don't I don't see that man like five to 70 million five 16 and a half sacks like well Listen, I'm not, the, I'm not saying he's not decent. Like he's not a good, but like, my God, like you're not going into a game going, how are we stopping Randy Gregory? There is a thing in sports that's called, I don't know, big eyes for enormous talent. And Randy Gregory does have the high end talent that teams fawn over, right? He does. So yes. I think there's, I think you're, they're partly seeing a guy that, that, uh, He's having success, and there's a next level, and and we're taking a shot at a, at a dude who could who could really step into being elite. But again, I I don't know. Uh, give Denver I mean, credit I'm though, looking, man. I'm looking at his entire career game log right now. Every game, he, so in his career, he has three games with two or more sacks and they've always been two sacks even okay he had one game in 2020 against Washington where they lost 41-16 we had two sacks he had two sacks against Carolina this year and two sacks against the Pats so this year this season this past season he had he had four games where he recorded a sack i just i don't know man that's one of those things where it's like I feel like because he's a name. If he wasn't a name, like if his name was, you know, John Smith, what? But has the exact same numbers. What does he get paid? Yeah, it's, it's. I'm with you. Uh, it's just funny, like you know, if if you go and look at it right now, uh, 9:47 a.m. Source, Cowboys keep defensive end Randy Gregory, five-year, $70 million deal, ESPN. Not throwing shade at anyone here because Lord knows I've had my own uh, mistakes in this in this fine business. But there it was, five-year, 70. It was reported at $28 million guaranteed. A source told ESPN's Adam Schefter, I believe he's a fairly credible reporter around the league. Um. You know, Gregory's contract comes a day after Source told ESPN the Cowboys agreed to a new three-year, $40 million deal, 30 guaranteed with Demarcus Lawrence. Um, then there's Malik Hooker, too, for the $8 million deal. I don't know. Career high, a career high. Let that one sink in, by the way. 11 starts. That's a career high. That ain't great. Y'all? I'm not. Yeah, look, man. I mean, again... I don't get it. That I, I, I don't I don't I don't. We can move on. Yeah. But I, I, I don't uh you want to do Jacksonville? I don't get it. Uh yeah. So look, I Jacksonville yesterday, my God. I mean, they were throwing around money like a drunk frat kid in, in uh, Atlantic City. I mean, they, they were they were getting after it. Um I'll I'll let you tee off here with this. I mean they so they signed to set the table. They signed Brandon Schreff, the guard out of Washington, three years, $49.5 million. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk to a four-year deal worth up to, which is important to note, $84 million. Zay Jones, three years, 
24 million worth up to 30. Evan Ingram, one year, I believe 10 million. Um, and then they those had a couple of defensive signings as well. Ola Kuhn, who comes over from the Falcons, three years, 45 million. He led the uh led the the league in tackles last year with 192. Do you like, but now they are cutting Miles Jack. Yep. They lost DJ Chark, who signed a one year deal with the Lions. And they're reportedly shopping LaVisca Chenault, who is a pretty good young receiver entering his third year. So your thoughts on what Jacksonville has done and what they might do here over the last you know, 72 hours. So I like Foyer. He's just, uh, listen, leave the NFL in tackles, great personality. I'm just, I just enjoy what he brings to the table. Uh, but the, the reality is they are paying the Jacksonville tax, right? You you have to go over the top to get players to come down to Jacksonville because of your history as the Jacksonville Jaguars. And winning the offseason or or and by the way, Jaguar fans out there, I know you're very passionate, so maybe you're enjoying this moment in Jacksonville Jaguar time. But uh it's just you're I, I would get it more if, if the Jags were actually close to doing something. You're right. you're trying to lift yourself out of the depths to get to mediocre. So what does that do for you? So now you're in the middle with bad contracts and 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 it's gonna be hard to somehow some way get yourself over the top unless Trevor Lawrence turns into the player that everyone thought he would be and can just carry the franchise, which is a that's a huge leap. So I, I it, over overall, you, it, there's a tax factor and there's a where you are in life factor that 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 both come together. That just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, the Jags have done this before. Like they've had multiple off seasons where they've done this, and they go out and they spend just an ungodly amounts of money. Right? Remember that year? God, it must have been 2014 for the 2014 season, I think. They went out and signed like Malik Jackson, and and they signed, uh, oh God, the tight end out of Denver, that Julius Thomas. They, they, then they went out and they sent all these guys like nothing, and then they went out and they signed AJ Boye and Calais Campbell, and like they just they just do this. They spend crazy, Barry Church, and all these guys. And that year, they, you know, to their credit, that team got to the AFC Championship game somehow. Bortles, so credit to where it's due. I always appreciate teams that are trying to win, but I also look at this and say, like, what did you accomplish? Like, is there one guy they signed? Is there one guy who you're like, that guy is somebody you're circling on a game plan when you face them? Sharef is Sharef's a great signing. I, I love the Sharef signing. Okay. I'd like to get a lot more than that. He's an all pro guard. I love that signing. And I'm with you on Foyer, by the way. Okay. A good player. I, now, I wouldn't spend $50 million a year on a linebacker when I'm Jacksonville and I've got a million other needs, but he's a good player. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, who of those guys do you care about? Like, and I like Christian Kirk, not at that money. Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, I, I don't know why, like, what? I, 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 that I, I just, I don't understand. I like Kirk. He's a good player. He's a good player. But, my God, man. I mean, they just threw around so much money, and I look at them, and with the guys they've lost, and if they trade Chenault, like, are they better? Are they even better after all that if they lose, if they trade away Chenault? Fair, fair question. They're, they are in the news for whatever that's worth. Let's, that's worth nothing. Yeah, I understand. Are they better than they were? Uh, 48 hours Look, ago, this is how they're going to be better Let, let's just call it what it is trevor has to become trevor if that happens these signings are going to look great or at least passable if it doesn't happen you're uh for lack of a better word you're let's let's go with screwed um and, and, I, and yeah. for the record i still believe that trevor is going to be a hell of a quarterback in the league like come on you, you can't be as good as Lawrence was in college and then just flat out suck. I, they didn't, they did absolutely everything they possibly could to not make his life easy. And they're trying to write that ship. It would be, you know, it would be interesting for Jacksonville. Why don't you bring back 
uh, A-Rob, who's still sitting out there. Um, throw him in the mix. And by the way, yesterday, as far as Twitter concerns go around uh, this show, people are hyped on Allen Robinson in Kansas City. A lot of conversation around that, and A-Rob's still sitting out there. Yeah, well, well, I think I think what we're talking about right now might be the reason he's sitting out there because when Christian Kirk signs for twenty one million a year, uh, that causes a lot of like, oh, oh, okay, now how much is he worth then? And then it becomes well, the agent says, well, I got to get more than twenty one million for Robinson because holy hell, he's better than Christian Kirk is. And then the team say, well, what are you kidding me? You're going to use that contract? Nobody thinks that contract is is smart. So you get into this push pull. Look, man, you know what? I will say this. I do want to mention this real quick, though, because I think this is important. We as a media, we have to do better in the way that we present these contracts. And, and this is something I wanted to say real quick. I said on my spaces last night. And I'm not I'm not taking a, a rip at anybody in the, in the media because it's hard, man. And, and, and free agency moves a mile a minute, and we all understand that. But, like, okay, so it's 484 at its peak. But what are the guarantees in the contract? Like, because that's what really matters, and it gets presented in a certain way, and it gets presented that way because that's how the agent tells the reporter. Okay, but your job as a reporter is to, like, actually present it the way it is. And and now you end up with the situation where, like, everybody thinks he's getting paid $21 million a year, which in, in essence, yes, if every escalator's hit, if every incentive is cashed in, yes. But in reality, what is that contract? Probably. I mean, I haven't seen all the structure or anything on it. My guess is that contract's going to come out and it's going to be two years and yeah, $35 million with a crap ton of, of, of money on the back end that is basically funny money. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bulky's just completely out of his mind and signed him, and it's, it's you know there's 58 million guaranteed in that. But I I would be pretty stuck. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying, but like let let's give the media and let's give NFL fans and let's give myself uh like it's just so damn confusing, man. Like look, just the Rogers deal, the way the, the way it's written up, three years, one fifty, two voidable years, twenty five, twenty six to help for salary cap purposes. Rogers on the book for a salary cap of forty six plus. Uh, this next year, but that figure has been reduced by 18 million uh, with the new deal. Uh, he'll make 41.95 this year now, and 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 in the form of a 40.8 million roster spot, a base salary of 1.15, and then 2023 pay of 59. I mean, it's just a headache, man. Like you know, and who the hell do 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 the people in the NFL even understand? Like having a good cap guy in your in your system who understands how to maneuver it, like that guy's probably more valuable than. You, uh, the, your your outside linebacker. It's unbelievable how how this thing can be maneuvered around. I, I just you know to like, I'd be curious in the chat like how do fans want that stuff presented? Like you want do you want us to go deep into the? I mean do you want to hear Verderam wax poetic on the on the on the cap and dead money? You know what I'm saying? No, I I, I get it, um, but uh, <laughs> I, I also think. I also think it's important to be clear. Sure, I mean, and you can of, and and, and the easiest way to and Cheeto Freak wants it, so we love you, Cheeto Freak. We'll do we'll do the best we can. Uh, and the easiest way to do it is the guaranteed dough. Like the total number doesn't matter at all, right? So I, I talked to an agent a week ago. Not obviously about this, of course, hadn't happened yet. Um, and we was we were just talking, just just different things about what's going on in the league, and just you know, I'm getting some insight. He hopefully he's getting some from me, and we're going back and forth. And somehow we got in the topic of contracts. And he was like, man, he's like, you guys in the media are so obsessed with, with annual values. He's like, nobody who's an agent gives a shit about annual values. Nobody. He's like, all that matters is guaranteed money and structure. That's it. That is all that matters. And anything else is bullshit. And I'm not paraphrasing what he said to me, but I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth. When you say um, structure, to put it in layman's terms, how much money is up front? Well, yeah, so... so like, let's just say, just for really easy numbers, you sign a five-year and a $50 million contract, okay? Now, I think sometimes the easy way to look at it is, oh, it's $10 million a year, but it's not really. Most teams backload contracts. So a lot of times, like, that first-year cap hits, like, $5 million, right? Then it's 10 and 10, or maybe then, maybe then it's, like, 8 and 10 and 12 and 15, right? So it kind of, like, escalates up. And the guaranteed money is almost always, in fact, I think it almost it, it is like 100% always in the in the front end of the contract. So if you see a five year deal for 50 million with 
25 million guaranteed. It's almost certain that the, that 25 million guaranteed is spread out of the first three years of the contract. Now, if they're without getting way down to the weeds of this, like if there's a $10 million signing bonus, signing bonuses are always spread evenly. They have to be by, by CBA rules. They're spread evenly over the course of the contract. So if it's a five-year deal and it's a $10 million signing bonus, it's $2 million every year, and that's fully guaranteed. So that would be dead money if they were to cut him at some point. The short version of that is to say guaranteed money only is only what matters because that's what dead cap is. If it's not guaranteed, you're not paying dead cap, okay, uh, outside, of, outside of a signing bonus. But that's, of course, guaranteed. That's part of your guaranteed money. If it's not guaranteed money, it doesn't count as dead cap space. That's why, like, Wentz this year, Wentz is making, like, $28 million in Washington, okay? That number is essentially guaranteed. After that, there's no more guaranteed money in his contract. There's two more years on his deal, 2023, 2024, but there's no guaranteed money. So if they were to cut him after this season, they have zero dead money. They can move on. Right. Uh, I thought the comment by Cheeto Freak is brilliant that, uh, first of all, that everybody will listen to your beautiful Boston accent is is amazing. Uh, and second, that you both make people feel smart and stupid at the same time. That's the oh, that's the glad I can bring balance. There, that's the underdog fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Brilliance of you. Let's move on off the money, because I, I got a headache, and uh, there's a lot to cover here. Let's get to Deshaun Watson, Verderame. What what what's the latest? What can you tell us? Where do you think he lands? When does he land? Um, what's the price tag? What do we got? I find it fascinating. So I'm sorry, uh, you're going to have to repeat that because uh, I was just reading uh, Jeremy Fowler, he's been reporting that Marcus Williams, safety out of New Orleans, just signed a five-year, seventy million dollar contract, Baltimore Ravens. That is, that is big money. Wow. Yeah. Okay, he's he's a, he's a nice player. Um, it's a, it's a lot. Okay, day. So that boy, that blows uh, that blows the safety market to all hell. I'll tell you right now, boy. If you're <laughs> if you're Seattle and Kansas City and you signed safeties yesterday, you're feeling real good right about now because wow, did everybody just get a lot more expensive? <laughs> Holy hell! It's a good day for Honey Badger. You would think, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, what I was just... I, I went to Watson, Verdi. Um, okay. And I, I apologize. No, this is obviously a little bit of a different show this week. You're, you're all right. You're okay. So, so look, uh, I want to know... I want to know where. I want to know when. And I want to know the price tag. Uh, and if you got any any insight on the, on the latest with good old Deshaun, because... Uh, that if of all the dominoes this year, that's going to be the biggest one. Yes. Um, so look, I, I've been I've been putting out that the Browns are a dark horse to watch with Watson. And I, I wrote this. Well, I wrote it Sunday night. I went up Monday morning and stacked in the box, but I've been a week ago I reported, look, the Browns are looking to upgrade from, from Mayfield. If they can do what they're going to. Now I'm not the only one reporting the thing with Mayfield, but I I have been putting out for a while. Like the, the Browns, like don't count them out on this Watson thing. Well, now guess what? They're meeting with him today, and they're one of three teams meeting with him. And supposedly now the Falcons are involved. If if all things are equal, which they never are in life, but if he if he was willing to waive his no trade to go anywhere, do the Browns not make the most sense? Are they clearly not the best team you could sign? Carolina's not not anywhere near as good. So okay, um, it's Cleveland, Carolina, and who? Who's the New Orleans? In New Orleans, uh, I mean, who? 
is Baker going back to Houston in this deal? I mean, he's going somewhere, and I don't know. I don't know if if, if Houston would want him or not. But if he's not going back to Houston, then he's going can, somewhere else, right? I mean, and they're getting some of those picks back. Can you imagine if you could get Watson if you're the Browns for Baker and say, I don't know, third and a fifth? Is that too? Is that too little? Oh God, yeah, dude, you're not getting that. Okay, how about? Look, I, I think I think Watson's costing somebody three first round picks. So, but if you're throwing in Baker, so is it? Okay, two? but he's not worth three first round picks. Oh, so, so, so if you're throwing in Baker, is it two? You think it's two number ones in Baker? Yeah, because let's so let's walk this back. So history matters in the NFL. Last year, the Rams and Lions had a deal where Stafford went from Detroit to the Rams, mm-hmm. and the Rams sent Goff and two firsts. Mm-hmm. Okay. That might be the framework of something like that. Mayfield and two first. It you know, to your point. I, I think I, mean, I think you can you can draw that line. I mean, Watson, Stafford. Close, right? Close. Rowley's close. Off field, probably knocks I would think would knock Watson down, but maybe it doesn't matter at all. Baker, <laughs> Goff, Baker a little I mean, bit better, maybe. I don't even know. You know? The Watson the Watson off the field stuff should matter in reality, okay, in real life, but it doesn't because there are so many teams that are going to be in on him. The Texans aren't going to have to pay that price. They're not. And so, um, look, I think wherever he goes is three first. But if, I, if if you're Deshaun Watson and you're sitting there and these are your three options, like, are they clearly not the best team? You go to Cleveland, you play behind a very good offensive line with very good running backs, with decent tight ends. With with Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones and 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 whatnot at receiver, right? Like you could do a hell of a lot worse. You know, I mean you could do a lot worse. Now, will he go there? Would he rather go back to Carolina, which is close to where he played with Clemson? See Okay, maybe, you know, maybe. I honestly and and maybe this is too too much too utopian of a of a take, but if I'm Deshaun and I know what I put the Texans through the last year plus, I would just send me wherever you want to send me. I'm going to go make my career. I'm going to go resurrect my career in, a, in an amazing way. I get that we can't go forward here, but make the best deal for yourself. And and I'll Carolina, Cleveland, New Orleans, wherever, I'll be good. Maybe that's too utopian. I mean, I guess he's got some. He has his power, so he should. He, he's allowed to use it to whatever degree that is. But you know, I, 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 I don't think he should be up there being like, "No, I'm not going to Carolina." You, you, you let you let, let, let the Texans do what makes sense for the Texans. If I'm him, is that am I being it? Is, is that not fair? He's not going to do it. He doesn't care about that. He's going to go where he wants to go, and I. Listen again. I think I think in the end, if he's willing to go to Cleveland, first of all, I think that's the best situation for him. Second of all, if you're the Browns, you have no chance without him. None. You have no shot in hell of winning anything in the AFC without Sean Watson. With him, you got a shot. Without him, you have none. Now, if you're the Texans, do you trade him in the AFC? I mean that that becomes a question. Now, if if he sits there and stomps his feet and says, "I won't go anywhere else," you can play that game. Okay, I I still feel like ultimately for him, it comes down to comfort, which Carolina is a place that he knows. Again, went to school in Clemson. Or it it goes to does he just want to go to a team where he feels like he's got the best surrounding cast? Cleveland has the best surrounding cast, so you know, I mean, it, I I think it's one of those two teams. I know some people have said, look, you know, he loves New Orleans. I to me, I guess I just don't get it. Like, why? Unless he just loves the city. Like, unless he just really wants to go play in the Bayou. Which, okay, fine. New Orleans is a great city. They have what do they have? They have Michael Thomas, who missed all last year. They have Alvin Kamara. Fine. And what exactly? Like that offense stinks. I mean, what else do they have? Like, I don't. I don't know if I'm him. Like, that's where I'm running to. That that team. Pro Football Talk's got Atlanta out there. You buy it? At least that they're in the mix. Well, I mean. Schefter Mortensen put that out there this morning. I 
I, I don't buy it. And, and I'm not saying I don't buy it like it couldn't happen, but I don't buy it in the sense of they just restructured Ryan's contract. Like you're going to, they would literally be paying something like 90 million against the cap. Or, actually, I think I'm a little over on that. I think it's like 70 something against the cap quarterbacks. Could they do it? They could. I mean, I, and I think, I think Atlanta is interesting, but again, my God, you, if you go there, if you're him, okay, what is there on that team? That team is a bottom five roster in the NFL. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, they stink, man. Uh, I, can, you name, can you name five guys on that roster? No, and neither can anyone They're else. Hideous. Right. Uh, Ed Werder, by the way, just, just want to read this to you, Verderam. Source, Broncos ranked Randy Gregory as a top-edge rusher in unrestricted free agency over Chandler Jones. Believe they were close to a deal last night. Then Cowboys owner Jerry Jones recruited, quote, the hell out of him. Cowboys reportedly attempted to change contract after agreement. Broncos became the choice, which is exactly what uh, we just said, by the way, 15 minutes ago. That yep. Dallas, that, that whatever deal they had, the Jerry got in there and said, hey, let's do this because of, of whatever's going on. And he's like, nope, see you later. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I, I didn't mean to to run off the uh the Deshaun Watson but at any rate all right forever changing nobody knows do you think it's anytime soon like uh before the next deck in the back go ahead I, it could no I, I think it could happen this week though sure I think it absolutely happened this week all right let's hit on uh on Trubisky and this in the Pittsburgh Steelers uh they're, ha- they're having meltdowns in Pittsburgh radio that this is it. We've got no Ben Roethlisberger. We didn't know what it looked like moving forward. Now it's here. His name is Mitch. Two-year deal. Let's go. Reality hitting you in the face like the first winter day. I don't know. That's It, it, it ain't pretty. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say if they make the playoffs, Mike Tomlin should be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Because who do you – another team. You're in a conference with how many quarterbacks were incredible, right? Like, so just off the top, somebody's got to come out of the AFC South. Somebody's got to do it. The rest of that conference has Herbert, Mahomes, Wilson in one division, Allen in another, Lamar, and Burrow. You got to beat out one of those teams with Mitch Trubisky. Good luck to you. Hall of Fame, baby. Hall of Fame for well, he's, he belongs in there regardless. Mike Tomlin does not get enough love. He, he's not. He's a great, which is why I would not say they couldn't make it because Tom, how, look at how, what they did this year. Well, that Roethlisberger, I honest to God think I could throw a football further than Ben Roethlisberger at this point. So that, that they're in, and you just got to my point then, that I was waiting, waiting to drop on you is the Steelers. Not in name, but in actual performance. Say what you want about Mitch Trubisky, and it's all fine. But they just upgraded at the position. Ben Roethlisberger sucked last year. You got a better quarterback, Mitchell Trubisky. If if nothing else, can at least move. And and he has I'm a not, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, uh, uh, whoa. Here's here's something that's uh, interesting. My God, this would be what. I just got to make sure it's right. Okay, so Jordan Schultz, who we talked about yesterday, we both like, we both appreciate uh, the work of, says Deshaun Watson is also meeting with the 49ers per source. Uh, I'm told the Saints remain the front runners, which we just talked about this. I, I and I, I just finished saying, I don't get, like, I, I don't get it unless he just really loves the situation, which maybe he does. Um, I will be the first to admit I have no source on on why I don't I'm not familiar with with him or his agent uh, you know in terms of like professional setting uh, I do know the Browns are in on him but other than that uh, based on trade at the Saints remain the front runners based on trade assets and their desire to acquire the 26 year old superstar quarterback decision likely by tomorrow I gotta tell you if the Niners are in on him. It's not saying much about their thoughts on Trey Lance. Yeah, I I, I don't mean to uh, be a jerk here, but I don't buy it. 
I don't buy it at all. That makes no sense. You are not giving up on Trey Lance, who you you just gave up. I well, and that's you're not doing that. There's no way that's right. I I would be stunned. So let's for a second because I I tend to agree with you. I bet the, the other no. thing that makes no sense in this, they have no picks. No, no, no disrespect. They trade him for Lance. No, no, no disrespect to Jordan, but I, if that for that report for me to believe it, that's got to come from the Rappaporter and or Schefter. Even though Shefty's had a little bit of a rough couple of moments here, it, it has been a rough stretch. Yeah, but but, uh, but but that 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 does that just doesn't add up. I'm just running the numbers in my head. The Niners gave up three firsts for Lance, so they don't even have a first rounder unless I'm losing my mind this year or next year. How, what would they trade for him? They wouldn't. That ain't happening. No way. I. I mean, our our fine producer Hunter Armour saying that they would trade a Lance. Okay, yeah, they would. But like, I, I mean, you'd still need more than that. That's like I. I mean, unless the Texans are just out of their minds and they think Lance is the second coming, and they just are like, all right, well, we'll do it straight up, like a couple second rounders. I, I that I don't that one I don't I don't get I don't see that I it's that's interesting um but bizarre um okay all right uh, I, I don't know that just is bizarre to me I listen I I love I absolutely love uh Jordan Schultz's reporting ability and everything else that's why I said it otherwise I wouldn't even have said it but just, just I'm with you Carm strikes me as like whoa really yeah. sure okay uh, uh, again, love Jordan. Great personality on the beat. I don't buy this one from Jordan. I'm sure he's got a good, somebody's given him some, some solid info, but you know, that one's just a, if, if you're, if you're the, if you're the Texans and the Niners are willing to give you Trey Lance for Deshaun Watson, if we want, if we want to try to try to make this thing work, uh, Okay, maybe that maybe you think that's the best you can do. You love Trey Lance. You loved him then. We're getting rid of Deshaun, but we're taking a flyer on, uh, or we're not. It wouldn't even be looked as a flyer. We're getting the number three pick in the draft last year, right, who right. is ready to take off. And this is a phenomenal move for us. And for some reason, the 49ers, who now, if you're the Texans, wouldn't you be asking yourself the question, what the hell are they seeing in this guy behind the scenes that we're not seeing that they're willing to give up on him for a guy who's had, it, it, it wouldn't make any sense. It just does. It, it, it that just, I'm willing to be wrong. We'll, we'll re, we'll, we'll play it back. But if not, we can just replay the me saying that Brady's coming back again. If I'm right. All right. Um, well, we, and we should, uh, by the way, guys, I see in the chat, somebody asking about, uh, did the, did the Browns sign, uh, Allen Robinson? I have not seen that. I've not, I've not seen that anywhere. Um, man, that is, that is just <laughs> the NFL, man. The NFL is a, an interesting place. Um, but all right. So let's, let's, uh, Let's keep the train rolling. Yeah, okay, train rolling. We got a couple things to hit here. Um, I think our, I think we're missing Heisler today. Is that the deal? I think so. I, okay. th- I think Ben Heisler, he's big time. This. Yeah, the Heist, the Heist thought that it was a one-show week, apparently, uh, and we appreciate Evan Heist. Yeah, that's. I mean, listen, the dedication is it's 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 noted. We'll, we'll file it away. Um, okay. Which gets us to the end of the show, Roberti. I mean, what's going on, buddy? Um, I, I know that uh, you know you know what's also going on right now is baseball free agency. I want to talk about it. <laughs> now you know what I really have gotten to a point with baseball um, that I don't know unless you root for a team that is a top I don't know top five team in the league maybe top eight. Why do you even bother? Right? Like I've I've been an A's fan. Since baseball is the last sport I got into. So probably since I was 11, right? So about 20 some odd years ago. And they, to their credit, have given me some great years. They've also given me a lot of crappy ones. Fine. That's sports. But, you know, 
what gets old after a while is you see these guys come up, they become good players, and then it's just a fire sale every five years. You, you sell off the whole team. And it's not even that I'm mad at the A's about it. Like, obviously, they just traded Bassett. They traded Matt Olson. Manaya will be gone. I'm sure Trevino will be gone. Chapman will be gone. But, you know, you you think bringing all these prospects, right? And they got four of them from Atlanta for Matt Olson. And everybody's saying that the A's actually did really, really well in this deal. Let's say they did. This is going to trade all these guys in five years. All these guys will just be gone again in five years. Even if they turn out to be all-star, like what if one of them turns out to be, they got a, they got a catcher in the deal. What if the guy turns out to be Joe Maurer? Okay, great. He'll go, he'll go be a Hall of Famer for the Yankees in five years. Like I'm to the point, I've never been a, like I'm, I'm a switch teams guy. I, the, I hate that guy. I think I'm either just going to go New York Mets and just, hey, I'm from New York, whatever, right? I'm going to root for the Mets, but I can't root for the Yankees. Or I think I'm just giving it up. Like, I, I mean, this sport is so ridiculous. And then they have this CBA negotiation. And you sit through this this crap. And they, they hem and haw and they go back and forth. And at the end of this whole thing, what do they come up with? Hey, guys, listen. Starting next year, the bases are going to be bigger. Because we want more stolen bases. Never mind the fact that no one's ever on the damn bases. Because guys strike out like it's going out of style. And it's like, well, we're gonna we're gonna fix the shift. We're just gonna have two guys on either side of of second base. Okay, which by the way, I'm four because guys have, are too stupid to just hit a change up the other direction. Okay, fine. But you look at it and say to yourself, like, you do understand that a guy's just gonna stand one step to the side of second base, right? Like that's all that's gonna happen. Like you're not actually like you actually have to figure out more than just that, or it's not gonna matter. I, I won't drone on, but I am to a point with baseball. They'll never do what I'm going to say because they're just gutless and because both sides will kill each other over it till the end of time. They should put in a cap and they should put in a floor. And you would have half these owners sell tonight because none of them want to compete, which is the, which is the last point I'm going to make. Baseball is the only sport where teams actively do not give a shit if they win games. I mean, hockey, teams may stink, but they're trying. Football, teams try. Basketball, there's a handful of teams, yes, like the Thunder who don't care. Okay, basketball is a little bit of the tanking problem. But baseball, half the league actively does not care if it wins a game. I mean, it just doesn't matter. It's an insane, insane sport. And by the way, every other sport the last 20 years, Every single sport, without exception, has gotten faster and more athletic. Baseball has gotten slower and less athletic. So, uh, two things. Number one, the Atlantic League. Do you see what they're doing? One of the things they're doing? I saw they're making changes, but I did not read it, no. So, they are restoring a previously tested rule that lets batters attempt to advance, i.e. steal first base. Oh, my God. If a pitch is not caught in the air by the catcher, batters can try for first even if the base is occupied, and they'll be awarded a hit if they reach. MLB hopes the rule will encourage better control from pitchers by disincentivizing wild pitches and pass balls. That's so embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Oh, here's the 0-1. In the dirt gets away. and th- hit! And there goes Verteram. Out of the batter's box, he's chucking it down to first base, and he saved Birdie on the move, which, by the way, according to Atlantic League rules, uh, you can try to do that even with, if there was a runner on first. So, uh, unlike- that, Honestly, that's, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> like This sport is such a crap show. And now, that, by the way, they're going to expand the playoffs. And normally, I'm pro-playoff guy, right? Like I am a big fan of the playoffs. It's, it's got drama, whatever. You're playing 162 fucking games. You're going to expand the playoffs? That's going to be fun. Hey, my team's in first place. Call me in four months when the playoffs start because we're up by 10 over the second-place team, and we're up by 30 games over the seventh-place team in the league. Oh, my God. Like, baseball just can't get it. 
first of all, no sport hates itself more than baseball. Absolutely hates itself. Okay, is the person that looks itself in, in themselves in the mirror and just screams at themselves. The sport hates itself, led by its commissioner, who, who just cannot stop stepping on on political landmines. That that sport is such a disaster, and it's a shame because I love baseball. I played it growing up. I've watched it most of my life. It's a wonderful sport. They have bastardized that thing to the point. Like I don't know if you heard this, and I, I, I you know me, Carl. I don't like to, I don't like to call it the media members, but I'm, I'm going to do it here. The, the Michael K show on ESPN Radio. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm not a Michael K guy. Part of it's because I hate the Yankees, and so therefore by, 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 uh, you know, kinetic energy, I can't stand him. And, and nothing personal against K. I've never met him. Just how it goes. So he's on the show, and he's talking with with uh, I believe it was Don LaGreca, and this was before they came to an agreement on a labor deal. And these two guys are talking about how they're so upset with the cheap owners in the league, which I'm with them. I don't like the cheap owners either. My my team is run by the cheapest, okay? But their answer to this was, what we really should do is just contract teams like the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, guys, that's the answer. God almighty. Like, this is how broken and, and just brain-dead this sport is, Right. Here's the announcer of the Yankees who his answer to this is let's just contract teams that can't keep up with the Yankees and the Dodgers. Let's just do instead of like, hey, how about a cap and a floor? And then instead, because baseball doesn't reward teams that are smart, they punish them in a lot of ways. They reward teams that just will spend any amount of money, any amount of money, and just say, it doesn't matter. We made another horrendous deal. Screw it. Makes no difference because the money's still pouring in from our local TV contract. I mean, it, it's just it's a, it's a bastardization of what could be and should be a really really great sport. Whatever. I digress. But if I if I'm going to continue to root for this sport, I swear to God, I'm just going. I'm rooting for the match. because if I'm going to root for a team, at least they have some money. And I'm from New York, so it's not like a total bandwagon thing. The Yankees, by the way, somebody asked me why I can't root for the Yankees. It's like it's like rooting for Drago in Rocky. Okay? I can't do it. So, all right. The, the worst the, franchise in the world. The worst. Uh, a couple things here. Uh, number one, I still love baseball. Uh, and I actually am pro-Atlantic League stealing first base. I, and I love the runner on second in the 10th inning. We, no one needs to sit here until the 16th. Move it along. Baseball, you were getting that thing right. Now you got it wrong. Alex Burgos, you're a funny man. He, You think I look like Kurt Warner? I uh, I don't maybe, see. Maybe. Really? I no. feel like Kurt Warner is a very professional, well-sculpted quarterback-looking dude. And I don't want to call myself a degenerate, but I, I, just don't, I don't know if I put myself you in Warner. Could- yeah, I, I, this is, uh, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little. Uh, By the way, the Niners are not me with Sean Watson. Pearl, like eight other people in the in the league. Yeah, but I'm watching the chat on it. It's like, oh, it's confirmed by some San Francisco people. Okay. I, know, I know we've gone completely off the rail. No, it's fine. Uh, it's Go- fine. Gonzo is saying that he strikes. I strike him as a Red Sox fan. But you know what? Normally, I would, I would lash out here. I love Fenway Park. I went there for the first time last year. I think it's the best stadium in baseball. And I even got a Red Sox hat. And I got a Red Sox hat. And you know what? I got that old school 1970s, like Fred Lynn style hat. It's a good hat. I don't mind supporting the Red Sox because I have an overwhelming hatred of the Yankees. Hatred of them. So in, in that in that sense, you want to rip me from Boston? That's fine. I hate the Yankees. When they when the Red Sox beat them in 03, came back, or excuse me, 04, came back from that 3-0 deficit. Outside of a Boston Red Sox fan, no one in the world was happier than me and my father watching the Yankees just have a total meltdown. So that if this, well, I'll tell a calm story then to end the show because you just went in on the Red Sox. Uh, I hate the Red Sox and uh, mainly their fans because nineteen. Here we go. Nineteen. I don't know. Whatever it was, I was down in Atlanta. All right. And I and I'm watching the Cubs, and I think uh, I don't know. We go to some we go to some bar, 
and I got my Cub hat on. And they're like, you Cub? And this guy's got a Red Sox hat on. And he says to me, you Cub Cub fan? Yeah, I'm a Cub fan. I'm like, hey, man, we're in it together. This is before the Red Sox had won a World Series. I said, we're in this together. And he looks at me and he's like, we're in what together? We're in nothing together. We are not you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, the Cubs suck every year. We're at least credible. We at least have gone to the World Series since 1908. Uh, you know, we, so, uh, and, you know, he's, he's thrown up 1986 like it's a badge of honor. Ground ball, uh, Mookie Wilson through the legs of Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner, one of my favorite people of all time, didn't mean to throw shade at him. And so I look at him like, I'm like, dude, until you win it, you're right here with me, pal. Second place is the first loser. And so now it's just starting to escalate. And so I, I had to throw the trump card at him, Verderam. I'm like, you know what? Fuck the Red Sox and fuck Larry Bird. Oh my God. Yeah. Jeez. And 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 that oh was the old that was the only time in my life where in a bar the dude went to hit me and uh and my buddy Brett Hayne. God love them, six four, and all of them who I was on that trip with was like, "Who?" Because I, 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 you know, I, I had to trump Jordan. I had to, you know, I'm like MJ, dude, six. Larry got three. He was sweet, but six, buddy. And your Red Sox haven't done nothing. So you could sit there and talk all your Red Sox over Cub that you want. That's amazing. By the way, we. Are- First of all, I would have paid. I would have paid a thousand dollars to be there to see you shit at that guy. And I, I, I would have been happy to fight him for you after that. But that would have been one of the fun. I mean, don't don't tell me that you're not the Cubs when you haven't won anything. I, I don't care about Jim Rice and whoever getting close, buddy. Well, pa- pal. You know, and by the way, Larry Bird, one of those championships doesn't even really count. They beat the red. They beat the Rockets in '81, who weren't even a 500 team. Um, yeah. So. Well. That's yeah, that, like, that's a little that's a little unfair to to Larry Legend. I love Larry Legend for the record. Who was the MVP of that that finals? Carm, do you know? You're an NBA 1981? guy. 1981. Cornbread Maxwell. Yeah, Cornbread. Yeah. All right, I like it. I like it, Carm. Yeah. yeah uh, right, that, that we've got so far off the rails. All right, real quick, March Madness. Who you got? You know, Verderam. Uh, this 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 is the, probably the least. Well, listen, I watched every Northwestern basketball game this year because God knows why. But I am a huge Wildcat fan. And by the way, the A's are going to be at uh, uh, Guaranteed Rate Field J- July 29th, 30th, and and August one. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know what that's when you take your Verderam vacation. But if not, we're going. Um, can't, can't wait. That that's it. I, you you, you can't you can't. Out. There's no disowning. Your your A's. They're, we they're sit with behind them. the dugout. I'll pay for them. I'll pay for the tickets. We can sit behind the dugout, and I will just accost in the entire game verbally about how much I hate that franchise. I won't like knock any of the players individually. It's not their fault. I will just tell them how much I hate them as, as, as a franchise. Well, I won't. By the way, I will not really do that. It would it would be it would be cathartic. Um, if we could find John Fisher, the owner, I would do that to him for three hours. Players don't deserve it. Um, all right, who you got in uh, here's my Baltimore. here's my final four Texas Tech, UCLA, Ooh. Villanova, and the Iowa Hawkeyes. Championship game, UCLA, Iowa, and the Hawkeyes taking it home, baby. Okay. Class of ninety-six right here. Let's go, Iowa. All right. I got Gonzaga over Villanova. And let, all me, right. let me be clear. I couldn't name one guy in this tournament. Okay, <laughs> I'm a St. John's fan. They suck. Damn, damn school plays in the city and hosts games at the Garden and can't recruit crap. And it is impossible. I mean, how that school can't recruit? There should be a federal indictment of everybody involved. Uh, it's it's impossible. It's like it's like Rutgers. You can't recruit anybody out of Jersey playing football. Oh my God, they got a million prep schools. Can you get one kid? I, but anyway, look. Um, but that said, by the end of this tournament, I'll know like 150 kids because I love March Madness. I'll watch every second of it. Right, I'm coming out to Rockford for uh, an afternoon uh, Thursday, Friday. I'm, I'm making this up. I'm not doing that, but I would love to just just look. look can wow. we go? To, well, maybe I will. One of your dive bars over there. Just watch NCAA tournament and eat wings. 
Yeah. I'm going out with the guys on Thursday night, $50. You get into the bar. It's all you can eat. All you can, or excuse me. It's dinner and then all you can drink. Friday like, is going to be a rough you, day for you, you live somewhere where you can do that. That doesn't exist any part of in America except for in Rockford. 50 bucks on a Thursday night and then all you can drink? That's right. <laughs> That's right. And let me tell you something. They're going to lose money on that bet. Uh, I, I bet they are. I bet they are. You and the you and the fellas, huh? Who are the fellas? Who do you got? Rico hey, so and a friend, a uh, buddy down the street uh, who actually listens to the pod. So shout out Joey Mione, my guy, another Mi- Italian. Mione's uh, going to be there. All right, of course he is. On like myself, we got we him, go. and then we got uh, the rest of the group. I won't uh, shout out their names because I don't know if they'd uh, appreciate that. But, oh, okay, but yeah. uh, there'd probably be about ten or twelve of us down there, and uh, you know, I'm there might, there might be money involved on these games. We'll see how things shake out. You put put a couple dollars down, buddy. I, oh, get, I put down money in our minute media pool, so I'm ready to party. Are you? Uh, we should talk about this off the air, but are, have you signed up on any, on any of the gambling sites? Uh no, no. All right, well, we'll talk off. Not air. A, I'm not a, really. Uh, a, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, 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 I do, I do bet on March Madness with you know friends and pools or anything else. Okay, I, I'm, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna hook you up with something. You'll like it. Um, well, all right. Sure. Thank you for watching Stag in the Box. We love all of you. Uh, you are amazing. Yes, you're right, Gonzo. Chicago, greater than New York pizza. Great way to end this thing is Verderam will That's some disgraceful for, shit from Gonzo. Yeah, That's I, 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 get yourself get your give yourself a tavern pie tomorrow night, Verderam. Squares. Live it. Appreciate it. Chicago. Rockford. Be for real. Uh, we're back next Tuesday at eleven. Verderam's probably gonna do four more spaces today, so follow him on Twitter. And uh fuck the Red Sox. Yep. That's Let's end it on that one. Uh, thanks for watching. Hit that subscribe button notification. Hit the notification so you know when around. But Tuesdays at 11. We'll see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.